Welcome to Cyber Synapse, the podcast that's creating connections through cyberspace with conversations that are candid and are about human behaviour and technology. Brought to you by Kath Nibbs. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. Today I'm joined by Thomas Olivier. Um, He is a genetic expert and somebody I've known for a few years since doing my uh, nutrigenetic training. Um, This is actually an add-on to the episode with Shania as um, I actually did my GenSmart training a couple of years ago with Shania and Thomas. Um, Now this episode is another functional health one but this is really quite in-depth but also the whys and what-fors um it's going to come out in time just as thomas's um platform goes live so omnos me which is a fabulous looking platform um very nice to use easy questions um and again this is about that um that approach of uh, n equals one that we've been discussing and how you can move your health forward now hopefully by the time this episode goes out we will be out of lockdown and maybe we'll be moving back into uh, an environment where we are really interested in taking care of our health. So I would suggest you listen to uh, Thomas's beautiful um, accent. Um, He is French. And throughout this interview, um, he really, really does go quite interestingly deep, but not too deep that you won't be able to understand it. It is a fabulous, fabulous episode. Um, and at the end of it, hopefully Omnos Me will be up and running because maybe this will be out just before the 24th, 25th of May. If not, it'll be a couple of days either side. Obviously, it depends on what's happening with lockdown. It depends on what's happening with um, the sound editor and, you know, for, for most of us, what we're all doing. So... If we're still in lockdown, if we're still in the process of going back out, be well, everybody. Stay safe. Be careful. Look after yourself. See you soon. Welcome to Cyber Synapse. This week, I'm joined by Thomas Olivier, and he is the CEO of Omnos Me, and also, um, I'm going to say, a genetics expert. Um, I met Thomas a few years ago doing some uh, nutrigenetic and nutrigenomic training. And fast forward a couple of years and, you know, we're right bang in the middle of this COVID outbreak, Thomas. And yep. yeah, let's have a, let's start at the beginning about the technology of uh, Omnos, which is uh, a platform that you've developed and yep. why we, we'll get into that. So first of all, um, you're looking, you're looking absolutely superb considering that everybody's running around like headless chickens at the moment. So, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so welcome, Thomas. And would you like to begin? Uh, you know, how come Omnos exists? Why do you do what you do? And and let's start. Let's start at the beginning. Well, uh, my tech loan. Um, how did I uh, get to Omnos? Um, I think you know my my background is is sports science, um, and I want to talk about the background first because this is how I, I got to where where I am now yeah. with Omnos, um, and. I first was training, coaching athletes um, to reach their optimal, okay? Uh, but one thing that I quickly realized is what was working for someone was not necessarily working for someone else. Um, and I was quite determined um, to, you know, to give a better service and, and to try to understand what was making them different. Mm. So I knew about the training and knew about all this, you know, uh, the science behind it. Um, but at the time, we were just talking about DNA, just understanding what it was. So I'm talking about uh, almost 15 years ago. Um, but what I really uh, decided to, to do is to look actually in, into someone's DNA um, to understand what was making them different. And maybe what if I could do something uh, different from each of my patient at the time, my clients, to optimize their performance, their health, uh, because obviously health is related to their performance, uh, improve their sleep, uh, nutrition, uh, try to reach optimal nutrition. And this is where I started some research, um, contacted some labs, which were wondering who the hell I was, uh, because, you know, to be interested uh, uh, at, you know, the intricate 
friction of, of DNA at the time was like, you know, you need to be a researcher. Um, and I first came across uh, a lab which were already testing actually uh, a few genes. So it was a couple of genes, far from the amount of genes that we are testing now. And also um, the price was a lot different. Um, and this is why now, you know, uh, it's also why we have created our NOS and I'll come to this, but um, the, the fast forwarding to this, um, what I realized is, yeah, well, an athlete is all about his performance, it's quite, you know, a sort of altruistic thing to do, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, per, um, personal thing to do. And I wanted to uh, give a bit more of an impact on, you know, how we can use all this knowledge to help people to take control of their health because, um, the, you know, and this is where the whole idea of Omnos or, or Gen Smart, which was the, the, the company had before, uh, came from, is we are dying of disease that are totally preventable by changing your lifestyle, your diet, your environment. Um, and this is where I created my practice of sort of moving from the conditioning of, of athletes to helping everybody to take control of their health. Um, by looking at their bioindividuality. And the starting point from that was obviously genetic DNA, um, because it's just an amazing um, journey of um, understanding what you are made of to create this relationship with your own biology. And I invite everybody to do that because it really, um, you know, Make, make understand who you are, what you are made of is very interesting. Um, and obviously, looking at someone's DNA, we can understand what are you know what are your needs, what what are your predisposition to certain diseases. Um, but also, what we understood the last decade is you your genes are not your fate. Okay, and it, it came yeah. at, at the right time in the sense that. Um, it's not because you have predisposition to certain diseases or that's your genotype that you will necessarily develop what we call the phenotype so the disease associated to it Um, and that's very important to understand but actually the the last part of the equation here you are responsible for so (laughs) you are actually in charge of this gene expression sort of speak so you, you you have your genes have have a behavior um, and I'm not going to go too much into epigenetic and tagging, you know, b- bothering with the science. But to, to make it very simple, um, you know, um, we are all very different and we are 99.9% the same. Okay. But the 0.1% left is actually a huge number. And if I, I'd like to explain, actually, if that's okay, uh, yeah. the little yeah. story you know, of the very, very big in the, in the very, very small. Um, because if you look at um, someone like us, right, we are made of, uh, you probably know that, but 37 trillion uh, cells, right? That's not millions, billions, but trillions. This is how yeah. big the world inside us is. And if you, if you zoom on, on those cells, um, you take one cell, um, you... You, you look into this and there's inside, you know, the, the, the chromosomes um, and you zoom again and you go into, uh, you know, the nucleus and then the chromosome and then the chromosome, you go into what we call DNA strand, right? Mm-hmm. And in each and every single cells, and remember, I've got 37 trillion here, you've got six foot tall of DNA, right? Yep. Six foot tall. So you've got the size of a, uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> in, in, in your in, in every single cell yeah. so it's enough to go if I throw this into the sky uh, it's enough to go to the, the moon and back twice right but that much information that you have in your body um, and obviously because it's a huge number in terms of cells and genes that you have um, we once decided to understand this and the research has been done and it's the, the genome project. And from this, we really understood 
the difference between all this. So you have a code, which is the, your, your gene code, which is basically made of letters, okay, A, C, G, and T. Mm-hmm. And a gene is in the sentence of this long code, right? And each of those genes will call for something to make a protein and to do something. So that's the obvious thing. So, I've, you know, I've got brown um, brown eye, brown hair, uh, dark hair. So that I have genes that is obvious that code for something. But they also code for things uh, as how I'm going to absorb macronutrients. So let's say fat, let's say uh, carbohydrates and, and protein. How I'm yeah. going to absorb, transport or bind them. So I'm going to assimilate all this. And then micronutrients, my vitamins, B12, um, you know, vitamin C, you know, we talk about immunity lately. So vitamin C, zinc, selenium, all those things will be determined on how you absorb, how you transport them or, or all this sort of thing based on your genetic. So it's very important for someone to look into this, to really understand what you are made of. And the magic is when I first started this, it was costing a fortune and only top athletes could afford this sort of thing. Um, But now it's accessible to everyone because the the price of a genetic test, um, the whole genome, you don't need the whole genome, but the whole genome, um, when we sequenced the first time was 3.2 billion, okay? Now you do the same thing um, for less than a thousand dollars. Next year is probably going to be five hundred dollars, but you don't even need the whole thing. So you can already divide by two. And actually, we're launching our test at one hundred and forty-nine pound, um, which is you know a, a big difference. So it's like you 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 fill up your car in in two thousand three of petrol, and you wait until now, but you can go to Jupiter and back twice, right? Um, yeah. This is how big the difference is in prices, and so that that's one thing. And I, and I think you know, um, Omnos came from this um, first because I wanted people to have to be to become more proactive towards their health because of the reality here in a sense that something I've noticed to any of my patients is once they create this relationship with their own biology, you cannot escape it. You're a lot more engaged and you try, because you understand and you see the cause and effect, you're sort of like, okay, I'm in charge now and you understand the whole thing. Um, And also, for the, the second concept was also because we know that your genes are not your fate, so you're in charge and you can actually uh, regain control of your health by making those changes. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it, it's quite a powerful thing. And that's what that's what we, when I created GenSmart, um, my first book was, uh, oh, no, sorry, my, my first book was Cracking Your Health Code. Um, and I was explaining all this um, you know, but your genes are not your fate. And, and I give a methodology to optimize your health this way based on your genetic. Um, but the reality is your genetic is one thing, but it's static. So it's amazing to understand already uh, and actually to clear the path to, to your optimum health in the sense that you avoid the guest's work. So you don't have to follow trends anymore because, yeah. you know, let's say we talk about keto diet. Um, you know, which is an amazing thing um, to be in ketosis, uh, especially if you're predisposed to certain diseases like Alzheimer and these sort of things, or you have epilepsy, or um, and all of this has been proven. But if you have certain gene variants, uh, like ApoE genes, mm. um, and you need to be careful because the fat absorption is not optimal, and if you have too much fat, you actually being in a in a constant state of uh, keto diet can actually not <clears throat> be optimal. So you can use this keto diet as a base, but tweak it to optimize it to yourself. Right? Uh, yeah. Is the same is the same for veganism, for example. Uh, contrary as you know, certain um, lo- lobbying, I would say, and I might, might make some enemy there, but it's a fact. There's lobbying for. Uh, Carnivore was lobbying for uh, um, veganism. Um, you know, it's not for everyone. Mm. You are your bioindividuality, and we've seen it. This zero point one percent that makes you unique is huge, and the certain genes like FSDA one, for example, 
which has to do with omega-3 and omega-6 ratio. If you are, you want to become vegan, uh, but you have this gene variation, the result will be in a few weeks, you're gonna start being inflamed you, and you're gonna get sick. So either if you, if you do it by choice, uh, yeah. as a cultural choice, as uh, you know, because we understand the importance of taking care of the environment. And I'm, and I'm actually, uh, you know, it's health day today. Uh, and I'm actually, um, uh, you know, totally for that. Um, but, you know, you need to tweak it again, to track with like an element test, but will tell you what all this ratio in omega-6 and omega-3. <laughs> so, and this is where I come to Omnos, um, because on GenSmart, so my, my first platform was all about taking genetic information, making personalized recommendation for you. Um, but again, when genetic is amazing to tell you about doing right now, right? Um, yeah. And this we need to understand if you want to be healthy. Um, and what's more, actually, is if we can understand where you are coming from with a lifestyle assessment, what you are made of with a genetic test, and understand exactly what is going on into your body right now with functional testing, things like microbiome, what we look at, you know, uh -huh. uh, the, your gut behavior. Uh, but also we, we go beyond microbiome. We also look at uh, parasite uh, viruses, uh, pathogens that you may have overgrown from bacteria and all these sort of things. Um, if you look at your minerals and, and uh, vitamin ratio, for example, if you look at uh, the pollutants that you have in your body, um, if you look at um, things like uh, your hormone balance with hormone tests, what you are made of right now and connect all those dots together, then you have a really complete holistic picture of your health, like yeah, yeah. what you are made of now. And this platform that we, we are launching um, um, soon on the 24th of May is all about this, is all about giving you a, a scientifically validated dashboard of your health mm -hmm. um, that you will have like, you know, sort of like, a, a, you know, send a moon, uh, send a, a rocket to the, the NASA, uh, you have all those buttons that you can tweak yourself. Um, and it's pretty powerful because the way we've done thing is by connecting the dots, um, nothing works in isolation. So this is what we are the, the first one to do really, is all those tests exist, but they are in isolation. So I do a DNA test, what yeah. does it mean in relation to um, a normal test that I've just done right now. How do I connect the two to get a, a, you know, a powerful insight? Um, and this is what we've done. And on top of that, we've um, basically um, put together recommendation for each and every pathways that might be in balance, for example. So we help you to rectify those pathways to, you know, to come back into a, a, a better health state. Uh, because what we know from all those degenerative diseases is they, and this is all the things that we are dying from, so all the four killers, for example. So we talk about type 2 diabetes, we talk about um, heart uh, health strokes, uh, we talk about um, um, Alzheimer's or dementia, and uh, um, uh, cancers, right? All of those diseases are multifactorial. Okay, so yeah, it's very important to understand that the way, and this is what I want people to become proactive and to have a tool to do it, is because when you know, and I'm not finger pointing here at the NHS because they are amazing, and you can see it right now with what's happening with the COVID nineteen. Um, yeah. However, it's it's not a proactive wellness sort of uh, uh, institution. Um, they're amazing as acute medicine, which yeah. means basically that if you get hit by a car <laughs> or you get infected by COVID-19, you will have amazing doctors to save your life. However, the disease that we are dying of today 
And there's a lot more people dying every day of, for example, type 2 diabetes, which is totally preventable than mm -hmm. the COVID-19. Let's make it clear, and it always has been. Um, those are multifactorial, and they are things that can be prevented. So you need to learn that what are those imbalances, what are those points that I can inter have an interaction with, have a, a, you know, intervention of stopping this imbalance uh, before it becomes a big problem. Yeah. So it's looking at all those small issues, all, all yeah. those things, small things that you can take control of yourself with the power of nutrition, power of lifestyle, or, or changing your environment um, to then release the NHS they cannot uh, really deal with because it's almost impossible, let's be clear, it's almost impossible to cure cancer, to cure degenerative disease is very complex because they're so multifactorial. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think this is, should be in our hands and, and we should definitely help the NHS uh, to release the burden. Um, and yeah, this is the idea behind the uh, Omnos, sorry. Yeah, and it's, it's very... Um... And, and I do like the word holistic. Um, that's how I practice as a, um, a therapist anyway, Thomas. And, and you're, you're right. I think I said with Shania on the interview we did that the NHS is great for acute emergency, but it's certainly not coordinated for chronic health issues, which is kind of what we're talking yes. about here. So on, on your platform, um, you've yep. talked about the different pathways. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I've had a quick look. I mean, I, I have been part of kind of looking at GenSmart. So I'm, I'm aware of what the platform was going to look like in the first instance. What you've managed to do is put these areas together so people will get indicators about how well they're doing in certain areas. It's a little yeah. bit like you've gamified health. You, you've kind of said, yeah, but, but here. it's actually the whole idea. You're right. Um, I think I was quite introverted as a kid and I, I, I used to play a lot of uh, video games um, and I always thought like, why we don't have, I don't know why, since I'm very young, why we don't have of inside our body something that can tell you, you know, just like you would see on the games, you know, like the level <laughs> you are at, you know, the, all these sort of things about all your different ratios and all different things. Now, growing up and, and having studied nutrigenomics and everything, I realized, wow, actually it will be a lot of buttons because we are very complex um, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and we yet don't understand everything, right? So, um, but it's not because we don't have the answer to everything now, but we shouldn't get started to try to find the answers and to try to actually put things out there. And actually we, we understand well enough now in terms of, you know, uh, so if we look at the genetic um, side of thing, well, let, let's start with a self-assessment, for example, about your questionnaires. Um, if I understand from your self-assessment already that you have certain symptoms, but you have a light, like, you know, small headaches or this sort of thing, um, you know, like um, things that are data points and we might direct us into something. Um, and then I go into your genetics and I understand from your genetic um uh uniqueness that you you don't absorb um i don't know fat very well or you don't um you don't detox very well so your body's ability to remove toxin is not optimal and i understand that you live in a, from your self-assessment that you live from in, in a city uh, like london and but actually you live because of geolocalization we know that you live near a busy road, which is one of the highest polluted okay. in London. Um, and, you know, those things plus the, the things of the headache, plus the things of, uh, you know, uh, memory loss, this sort of thing, uh, plus joints, uh, aching sometimes. Um, already all of these dots gets connected, okay? So we have maybe high level of toxicity, this, you know, uh, ability to remove toxin which is uh, diminished right um, and the symptoms and then hmm, let's have a look at now um, maybe the next test you should do is to look at your toxic profile look at what you have in your body right now in terms of toxicology yeah. and there's a lot of things we can do and in terms of biomarkers in our platform we'll be looking at over a thousand of different biomarkers from different tests right 
But if we go into toxicology, we, we, we look at things like some of them would be car fumes. And we have made a range, uh, which is easy for you to understand. The normal range might be, you know, 500. And um, your reading is 1,600, which is way above normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting to know because <clears throat> on one side, you know that you live near busy roads. Yep. On, on the other side, you, you understand that your body to remove toxin is very difficult. So you might need to help it. Um, and on the other side, you understand that actually the ratio of car fumes related, I mean, toxins related to car fumes are way too high, right? Yeah. So yeah. that gives you a straight line of what you need to do. I mean, we give you the recommendation, but there's a lot of things you can do from there. Mm-hmm. And you can move away from this, yeah. this district. <laughs> um, if it's not something you will do in a short term, then you can um, eat type of food um, that will help to um, your detoxification pathways to work optimally. So we talk about cruciferous vegetables like um, like asparagus, broccoli, every sort of things. Um, you look at alliums, garlic, um, you know, onions, this sort of thing. And then maybe why not, um, you know, to, to, to speed up things like supplements with like... Uh, uh, neck with like you know uh, glutathione which is will support your phase two of detoxification yeah. pathways um, and why not um, you know uh, you need also to move to remove all those toxins so once you have given the body you know the tools to for your your liver to process and, and sort of bind those toxins and remove them you need to sweat it out um, so you need to move you need to exercise a bit more you need to maybe go to a sauna to remove all those things and why not before going to a sauna because there's a lot of heavy metals uh, into those car fumes toxins why not trying to have like uh, uh, heavy metal binding like uh, you know uh, things like sh- chakral for example yeah. um, activated chakral before going into the sauna so you will enhance um, the ability to bind those toxins in the room. So then you become aware on one side. And secondly, you're being told what to do on how to do it. And then three months down the line, you retest this. And wow, amazingly, you're back to five, let's say 500 on your carfume toxins, right? That is amazing because long-term of this, we know it's potentially lead to cancer. It's not the, the single the single thing that could, but if there's other things, and we know there is, well, this is maybe your priority, and then we tackle the other ones, well, a bit less of a priority, but still. But all yeah. of them together, they are multifactorial causes that could lead to the degeneration of, you know, uh, mutation or these sort of things in the long term. So this is what we created from us, and we make it very visual, and make we made it very um, interesting people uh, to interact with, um, and we we're going to start putting a lot of content around this. Um, yeah, because I think it, you know, our health should not only take place, you know, health optimization should not take place in in hospital. It should be in wellness center or even from your home, from your office, you know, uh, or, or just at the palm of your hand with, with your phones. Because we all have all those tools now to do it. And, and we also have the science that can back everything up. Um, so when you link the the access to all those information that are scientifically validated and, and you merge this with technology, um, you can make people a lot more proactive towards their health. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm really excited. This is, for me, it's centralising. Um, so I'm, I'm just thinking about, I've got, I don't know, five, six different apps where I'm tracking different things. And, you know, yeah. yours, yours is kind of centralising it in, in one place. Um, yeah. But also, I'm hearing this is really empowering for people. So the, the previous episode that I did um, with Shania, we talked about this gives you, you know, this gives you the power to take your health into your own hands rather than leaving it up to that specialist yeah. in the white coat that you go to visit. And, and exactly. it, it, it actually gives people the power to do something. Um, yeah. I will say <laughs> in therapy, that's not always easy because people don't always want to face their problems. So yeah. once, once people do take these tests, it's going to give them something that they then can 
should mm-hmm. do, you know um take control of so i'm going to steer this just for a moment thomas to so right now people are in uh covid and we kind of talked mm-hmm. about what what i think is a big crisis at the moment um was my it was quite interesting actually my 24 year old said to me just as we went into lockdown he said i went into the local supermarket and the stuff that had been left was the antioxidants the alliums yeah. and and i started laughing thinking well definitely i'm getting my my message through because he's starting to talk like me now but he was saying it was so interesting to walk around and see that the foods that were taken off the shelf in that stressed state so this is where people are not thinking their their prefrontal cortex is offline and they've gone for comfort foods those high level carbs and you know what are we what what do you propose suggest think or even predict is going to happen Mm -hmm. with what people are doing currently with their health diet it's a very good question um you know it's it's like everything you know whatever happens you you have the decision of of you know reacting and it's never too late uh, um, on how you're going to react um but we're definitely going through interesting time and 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 i'm following this with a bit with passion almost because um i think that those things needs to happen almost and they do happen um you know the sort of events that actually uh, freeze the world as it's running um and you know whether it's presidential election that you're like shocked of the result or whether it's um uh, you know uh world war you know which are very sad um but then you always have lesson and why now that the covid nineteen, you always have lesson um to learn from those mm-hmm. um and, and and i think right now what we should do is to step back and because we all have been stepping back and look at what this has brought um and i think it's amazing if you look and maybe because it's my mentality i'm quite an optimistic person but what is brought if you look at the bright side um it's brought an amazing uh, time for us to reflect and to realize a few things and i think the first thing is how connected we are right yeah. uh, in the sense that we are one uh, as you know wherever you are from whatever your beliefs are whatever your you know a virus doesn't have borders in his mind doesn't have any uh you know at the biological level it is so stupid when you look at you know people battling for borders because or even if you look out of our little blue dot uh, you know, it's stupid because, you know, you just need you know, to go in a plane and you don't see the borders. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm sidetracking here. Uh, but what I'm saying is we all won and we won humanity. So I, I really hope that we're going to learn about that. The second thing I think is because we are so connected and also one thing that is very important to learn from is how vulnerable we are yeah. uh, in the sense that we we are fragile, you know, and, and it's funny how, you know, our body is amazing in terms of, you know, this uh, almost like intelligence, wisdom, body wisdom that he has uh, to adapt to its environment and to repair and, you know, things that we take for granted that is being done constantly. Uh, but nevertheless, we're vulnerable uh, and we shouldn't take this for granted. We should take this as a gift, as something that is amazing to have and yeah. therefore we should nurture it uh, even more so that leads to my maybe third point um which is basically we should really um you know now stepping back after what's happened and really take control of our health really is the only thing no matter what that uh-huh. is actually the most precious to you if you don't have your health and you can see it now nothing yeah. works yeah. It's just the way it is. It's 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 important things. Without energy, you cannot function. And and you know, and I I've been in touch with people who who you know who are with diseases or who have like most degenerative diseases, and to understand that living in a in a state of comorbidity is not something we want. Um, and unfortunately, if you look at the way we live now, if you look at 
elderly, if you look at people above 65 years old, um, if they don't have one, um, they have up to two degenerative disease. And between the time where they're getting old to the time they die, they, they live in this state of comorbidity where they have to, with, you know, minimize capability of doing things. Yeah, yeah. Minimize um, health, low energy, uh, which is really not how we want to um, do. And especially because we know, again, that this is preventable. And now we have the knowledge, we have the understanding, um, and, and as faster the, the technology advance, and as faster the prevention, also the intervention of things that works, uh, if it's informed and targeted, can be very efficient. So I think it's time for us to now really be proactive and get into the, the path of together, you know, uh, as changing things are wired in, in the sense that we should um, move all together from a proactive, um, uh, you know, healthcare system rather than a reactive one. And, and I think, you know, and, and this is one of the subjects of my, my soon um, to come book Smart Health, which I hope to finish, um, you know, and, and launch somewhere around September. But it's all about that is now we have this amazing, we live in time where we have amazing technology, uh, amazing science. Uh, mm -hmm. And if we link the two together, we can recreate a new ecosystem, a new health architecture where yeah. we are at the center of it. So it's decentralized. Uh, we can democratize. So it doesn't have to be an hospital. It can be from our phone. Um, and we just need the, the third thing, which is a legislation that help us carry this forward. But I think now with this, maybe there will be some change because they realize, and, and there's a lot of talk about it now, about the COVID-19, which is actually... The COVID-19 is, yeah, it's, it is an aggressive virus, but actually with such in a poor immunity, pure, poor health, that most people who are dying of it um, already have conditions that could have been prevented. Now, it's not their fault, okay? So there is maybe some lifestyle choices, but it's also all about the exposure. It's about, on one side, the, the government responsibility to educate, people about mm -hmm. being more proactive yeah. toward their health and on on, on our side uh, uh people like me who are entrepreneur in, in this field is to make things accessible uh, but for people themselves for us in general is to be proactive towards is to use those tools is to is to become more proactive and, and and do things that um you know on a daily basis learning new skills or using things that you know um yeah, anyway, to, to be more proactive towards your health. I, I, I absolutely agree, Thomas. And, and I've noticed the fact that we have the technology. I'm now seeing there's many more posts appearing. Now, whilst it's it's helpful and it is in an age of information, misinformation and disinformation, mm. I'm seeing lots and lots of posts about now people are beginning to understand that we need vitamin D, that we need, though, you know, we need to have... Yeah vitamin C, we need to have selenium, zinc, and, uh, and which funnily enough you mentioned earlier. And, and it's really interesting that I'm seeing lots of people are beginning to talk about yeah. these, these um, minerals and vitamins that we need, but actually the bit that's missing is, and it goes alongside looking after mm -hmm. your health, making sure that you're moving, you know, looking after your diet, your sleep, yeah. your stress levels. So for me, there's mm -hmm. something about, we are, we are moving, slowly i think towards mm. that education but right now it seems to be more on social media from um people like yourselves um you know the biohacking community health summits mm. it, it seems that it's it's beginning and and i'm thinking that whilst we're all at home with covid a lot more of us are spending a lot more time on social media and you know we are we are being slowly um yeah, slowly moved towards this information, but yeah. at the moment it's not. We're not quite there yet, I don't think. But I think that it's positive. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, as long as we move somewhere, it's a bit like a basketball game, right? If you if you keep the ball, then nothing's happening. But if you keep passing the ball, you're more likely to shoot a point, right? <laughs> what, what I mean, what I mean is like, you know, um, actually, there's more and more moving, and and 
and and the more people move the the more people it brings and this is the magic about the the the, the community feel of this and and you mentioned things like um you know biohackers um you know biohacking which you know too long for too long they have been considered as um you know sort of like the piracy of uh you know a piracy group right uh, mm-hmm. and and sometimes for good reason because there were some crazy experiments being done <laughs> yeah but, but now there's all the scientific um community joining the biohacking community in some mm-hmm. sort and if you look at events like um the biohacking um summit so the health optimization summit which you just mentioned mentioned this becomes a legitimate way of doing it because it has from piracy this is the navy sort of speak yeah um because you do have renowned scientists with real science with a real community um which is driven by health optimization uh, under one roof and and it's pretty amazing um and i think this slowly is contributing to start changing the opinion but there's nothing stronger i think than you know to change the the, the public opinion there's nothing stronger stronger than a, a mass of people you know ringing the bell to the yeah. government because that's the only way you can change things uh, when there's enough mass of people uh, you know uh, and maybe this is my french revolution side of thing uh, but I, I think you know it's time we get out there and 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 we scream that um from the roof right but but we need this uh, new architecture change um where you know we decentralize everything um where we make you know uh, wellness accessible to anyone and effective for everyone um and that is you know uh, uh it's beautiful words but i think we're getting there slowly and tools yeah. like we have built is 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 a uh, our vehicle of it so it's 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 possible we're getting there yeah well like like you i'm really um i have a positivistic um attitude here as well as sort of um the positive attitude that one of the things i've been doing is making quite a bit of noise in in my profession um yeah. You know, we deal with emotional health and psychological health, but we haven't brought in the other elements. And, you know, the reason reason I got into um, coming and working with you in the first place is because we were using some of the terminology from uh, nutrigenetics, some of the terminology from some of the science. And one of the things I've noticed is that trauma actually has an mm-hmm. impact on um and, and we know this from the ACES studies but trauma has an impact on how people are you know epigenetically affected and right yeah. now what i'm what i'm actually watching as a, a psychotherapist is there is this worldwide trauma and out of this worldwide trauma those post trauma decisions mm-hmm. will have yeah. an impact on how people deal with their health and i think this is where definitely you know just being able to give my clients and, and being able to say, well, actually, there's there's a there's a location you can go and you can have your test or I can yeah. work with you in this particular way. That's going to increase the ability of a person to take to, to really take hold of their their health from a from an individual perspective. It's not mm-hmm. being driven by, you know, pretty much sitting and trying to talk it out. It's about saying, here's the tools and then allowing the person to do that. So you, your your platform will effectively coach people in what decisions they need to make yeah it's, it's all about making the informed decision mm. um and in real time um which is the good thing about it it's it's and also you know you talk about those trackers um you can also you will be able to uh, plug those in so the more the way it works you know it's it's, it's sort of artificial intelligence and then the algorithm um is actually taking all those inputs and making the best decision for you mm. um because let's let's be clear again like you know and the reason why we wired this with artificial um intelligence and, and even some sort of like machine learning uh, but that's the complicated complicated stuff at the back end mm-hmm. uh, but you don't see um is because again 
multifactorial. If well, you just have to look at. Uh, if I, I give an example of how complex everything is, um, all what happens in the body right now. There's millions of calculations happening right now in seconds, right in the cells, or you know, if you look at. Um, uh, I don't know if you ever seen uh, sort of the 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 metabolism map um, of a cell, uh, which basically the 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 things that happens in the cell at this very moment. It's millions of stuff, and mm-hmm. and that's the thing we know. We don't even know about the things we don't know, and the things we don't know we don't know. So it's it's very uh, uh, it's a huge thing. But that being said, it doesn't mean that. And with the technology of today, and we talk about artificial intelligence, who are now already able to calculate much faster than us and finding the right solution, yeah. uh, are keeping improving in, in doing this very such thing. Um, if you start connecting all the dots, putting the input and begging the output, you come to later having a, a tool that will be automated your real-time intervention Health, if you wish, um, about optimi- optimizing your, sh- your 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 health in real time. And I might go a bit a bit futuristic here. That's okay. But That's if, <laughs> like if we go, but it, it, trust me, the, 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 and I think it's uh, it's the title of a book um, um, by um, one of your idol as well. Uh, faster than uh, the future oh, is coming faster that, yes. than you think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, you know, if you want to know how fast it's coming, um, you, you need to read this book. Um, it's brilliant. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, things are accelerated at a really fast pace. And what I'm saying is within two, let's say, three years' time, let, let's go into five years, right? In five years' time, you'll be definitely, and already now, through our platform, you'll be able to choose your, your food, for example, thanks to our food list by your scoring system, based on what needs to, you know, what will work for you, right? So I'm giving you a, a bit of an example, and it might sound a bit crazy, uh, you know, but trust me, it's, it's, it will be possible in five years' time. You can put your glasses uh, which are smart glasses. Uh, basically, you have some sort of like uh, augmented reality things on it. Yeah. Um, go shopping to your, uh, you know, Planet Organic because we want to shop organic um, to optimize your health. And and you know, you could see actually right now what is needed for you to be doing. Uh, so if it's something that is on your shopping list which again has been sort of chosen for you, you picked up the thing you want and it gives you a score, like this is 95% for you, okay? Um, And the reason you want to know about the reason, you just ask and your AI will tell you why you should have this because of this and this and this and this reason, based on tests that you have done, based on your genetic, based on on the environment you are in because you had a workout yesterday uh, and you were a bit dehydrated. So, and and this has a a rich mineral content, for example, this this sort of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then you go, you know, you go off walking from this shop and you see this 100% uh, chocolate, dark chocolate. And because we know that, you know, you need a greater need of magnesium, uh, you know, this is a hundred percent score, and also because it knows that you've been talking about it to your friend, uh, you know, lately. So this is the world we're going to live in, and and I think this will allow us to really have real time intervention, or you know, to our health. And things like the COVID nineteen, for example, it could even be managed. Right, right now they all, you know, because this is what politics do. Is so, you know oh, you've done it wrong, oh, I could have done better, and this is how we should do it. But the reality is, like, it's not going to come from them, just like, you know, the, the new health architecture are not going to come from them, uh, you know, because we're all battling about uh, health insurance and all these things. Uh, the best healthcare system, uh, you know, is as part of the election. Uh, but the reality is, you know, everything will be wired, uh, and it's all be going to be technology. Uh, you'll have cities which will be smart, smart in a way that they will be uh, connected. And, you know, if there is uh, uh, people getting viruses, um, you could have almost like you have now with the meteorology 
you know, the, the, the forecast. You could have a forecast of the spread um, and you could be having intervention that are a lot more in advance of what it should be. And you could also, you know, in an environment, uh, and actually already the NHS does that, um, in knowing, and, and I was quite amazed by it actually, uh, I, had, I went through a very a horrible episode and uh, I don't wish this to anyone. Uh, my son had a sort of a virus when he was um, uh, only, uh, it was only 11 months, I think. Um, and he got this virus which uh, cut his breath out um, and he couldn't breathe. And those things, we have it as well. You just get a bit of fever, we call it a bug. But when you're a child, um, I think it's a croup virus. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because the, you know, this gets uh, inflamed, you cannot breathe. So panicking, you know, going into, uh, you know, obviously you couldn't breathe. So the, the emergency came straight away uh, with the ventilator and everything. Uh, but they knew what it was because they had in the surrounding uh, a raise of this thing, right? So, and is a symptom, yeah. so they knew what it was. But what I mean, you know, cutting the long story short, is they had a sort of forecast of what's happening, but this will get even better. So based on this forecast, then you could link that to what you need to combat this. So immunity, we talk a lot about immunity now. So mm -hmm. your system, your ecosystem could actually tell you what to eat to improve your immunity and, and make food recommendations that are actually higher in zinc, for example, or higher in selenium. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> why not having those mushrooms because they're adaptogens that are actually going to improve your immunity. Um, you know, uh, you're going to have, uh, you know, all, all these sort of things, a cold shower, you know, have a, have a 30 day cold shower challenge challenge because we know that uh, cold exposure strengthens immunity. So all those things could be done prior to this. So, so then when, you know, this COVID-19 and I hope it won't come back, but it probably will, um, you know, come back, if you get it, you're in a better condition, uh, you know, to, to fight it, okay? Because, you're, again, your body knows how to do that, but your immune system can be overloaded, um, you know, and we talk about boosting is the wrong word. It's all about balancing your immune system. You don't boost your immune system. I like to say that. <laughs> um, I think that's because... important, actually. That's, that's really important. Yes. Something so, about you. So, you can't make it any better than than <clears throat> when it gets to being good. Yeah, exactly. Well, because if you boost too too much of the system, it's over it, and actually, yeah. is one of the conditions that happens. Of um, you know, you can have overeat too much, but actually, you can get to organ failure even. And so, you don't want this to happen. You want to balance it, and it's all about again, it's multifactorial. So we talk about those adaptogens, those those vitamins and minerals that will strengthen your immune system. But you also have to, a lot of other things, right? It's also multifactorial. If you have leaky guts, for example, uh, because of poor nutrition uh, or, or conditions or, or whatever, uh, food intolerance, but you don't know that you keep having, uh, that creates inflammation in your gut. You're already in a really bad conditions, actually, because your immunity will be definitely damage would be you know not um, optimal because of this condition yeah. so if you know about this you need to fix this first so you need to go through a gut program and you know a, a five what we call a five r gut program which is something like our platform will pick up and will tell you what to do to optimize those pathways yeah so yeah it's it's it's, it's i think it's it's time we look at integrative medicine that approach which looks at us as a whole ecosystem mm. um and yeah from you know to prep prep us from our environment because our environment will always have this sort of things we all have to have you know if it's not COVID 19 it will be something else um and yeah. we we need to adapt to this and this is what is evolution anyway <laughs> so yeah that's what I mean. That's why I like your the title of your book. Actually, this this smart health because actually we're talking about optimal. We're we're not talking about no. you know, uh, um, overindulgence. We're we're looking at how do you how do you have an impact so that you are almost I'm going to go performing. So this is your body performing at a level that is healthy for you 
and this is that yeah. this is what you were talking about that bio individuality is it yeah it, this isn't um, a one-size-fits-all. It's a, a pretty much like the, the trauma theories that I have. There isn't one single trauma theory that I apply to a single client. It's always about what's the history, yeah. where are they now, what are they capable of doing, how do I work with exactly, them? Yeah. And, and you kind of eclectically take what's needed for that person, and then the yeah. next person has something very different. So yeah. I'm... I'm but that, that, that's, that's, that's the important bit, definitely, because... Um, you know, like if you look at this morning, uh, I was say, saying, for example, something um, sort of blog from, you know, the the, the COVID-19 food pyramid. Um, and sorry, but it sort of made me laugh because it was, if, uh, uh, you know, anyway. But what, what I'm saying is this should start with this pyramid, okay? Like if you look at the food pyramid, it should like, start looking at your bio-individuality from your genetics, from your biomarkers, so, you know, your individuality on, on biomarkers, and, yeah. and from your environment. And then only you, you can optimize this, okay? Mm. But if you don't do this first, first layer, it's just guesswork. It's just, um, it's just you know... And some of those things that be recommended, I was looking at it, and and some actually I'm intolerant to, so it's going to to make me, uh, you know, more likely to to have this COVID nineteen, uh, or, or I mean, more likely not to process it properly because my immunity will fight that because there was something like you know as a recommendation, which was a, a bit weird to have it here, like soya. Soya is a histamine rich food, and I've got histamine. Um, uh, predisposition not to to deal with histamine rich food and i i do get that so if i just follow this to the line actually i will have an immune reaction to it right so i will have uh, a, a, an intolerance reaction um yeah. and, and so that was not designed for me and, and it's to come back to what you said um because it doesn't look at me as a unique person that i am in terms of uh, my bio individuality in the state I am now, uh, the lifestyle I have, for example, uh, you know. So if I was looking again at the, di the diet, like I'm sorry, I'm training quite a lot. I mean, lately because we have more time. Uh, you know, I'm doing yoga in the morning and and in the evening I'm doing some some kettlebells and stuff. And if I follow this diet, like I'll, I'll be starving and, and probably in calorie deficiency, uh, and, and you know, so. This is what I mean. It's not personalized to me. Uh -huh. um, and that needs to change. So we need to have, again, this approach which is very personalized because we can do that now. Yeah. Yes. So, wow. We have packed so much into this. Um, <laughs> is there... Is I'm there talking any... too much, sorry. <laughs> no, no, not, no, not at all, Thomas. Uh, this, is, this is one of the things... Um, so I'm finding myself... Um, where I was talking about technology right at the beginning of the podcast, I've started to move in towards the health integration because it's become my purpose, if that makes sense. Because mm -hmm. what I've noticed is working working with my clients, um, up, up until two years ago, I was working with trauma from a perspective that I looked at, yes, there's epigenetic um, impacts, but I was stumped I, I could only go so far and as of two years ago the the work that I've been able to do with my clients is based on all of this so I'm, I'm now looking at all of the aspects that you know the pillars of health as I call it that there has to be a holistic approach so you know the fact that we've just talked holistically for the past well I mean you've talked holistically for the past 45 50 minutes something like that I, I think it's fantastic it's so much information for people to listen to that what they can do is a go and get your first book, you know, um, the the health unlocking your health code. Well, they, they they can they can email me and I'll send them to to them the, the free di digital version. Um, yeah, I can. Uh, I'm more than happy to send the, the free yeah. digital version. Well, I, I will put your details into the, the show notes. Um, and also, I've noticed that um, you did a bit of the hero's journey in it in terms of when you wrote the book. So it's, it's yeah. very, very nice, very easy for people to read. Um, and then what they can do is they can also come to the platform, have a look at Omnos, 
and start yeah. to you know take the steps to actually implement their own health journey yeah um, and and there's there's one thing that um anybody can do now is to go on omnos.me and and just to create an account and already go through the questionnaires and the questionnaires are you know made by our team of functional doctors uh, shania has participated to this um she's uh, as you might know she, she's she's part of the team um and you know this already gives you a really good insight on obviously it's um it, it's not objective in the sense that it's not with tests but it already tells you highlight what you should be doing based yeah. on certain symptoms that you have um, so you already get um good value for just signing up and, and doing the questionnaires Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, that's all that's, free. So that's that's something I will put in the the bottom of as well. Um. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for spending this time with me, Thomas. And and you know, really My going pleasure. going into what yeah what we can do to actually take control of basically our own destiny. Our health. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So Good. thank you very much. Thank you very much, and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye. podcast was edited by Rory Kavanagh, an audio enthusiast and music producer.